0: Good night. Good
1: night.
0: Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your existential dread, because it's time for Groundhog Month. Philosophically minded podcast exploring the cyclic nature of time and human mortality. The repeated viewings of a Bill Murray movie. I'm Brad. I'm joined by my co host, uh. Ethan, Ethan Williams. Ethan. Oh hey, hey, sorry. I just I'm talked here. to you guys. Oh well. Uh time is a flat circle. Doesn't matter. First episode. All right. How you doing? How you doing, man? How you feeling?
1: I'm doing well. We're bordering on not February second for me where Boarding. I am. This this is coming Eight in close. What time? What time? Okay, midnight. we got it in
0: before. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah.
1: It's, all it's that like it's
0: like nine fifty two where I am, so anyways, uh Man, first episode, uh, just gonna explain kind of what we're doing here, before we start. Um, look, look, I'm into philosophy a little bit, I'm sure you are too. You seem like a pretty philosophical, philosophical, philosophically minded guy.
1: That is a fact.
0: That's a fact, man. And so I thought, you know, like any sane man should, I, I've always been really fascinated by the, uh, the, just kind of the nature of time, you know, just how we do the same thing every day. And I'm also a big Bill Murray fan, so naturally, as any sane man decided, I thought it would be a really good idea to watch Groundhog Day every morning for an entire month straight um, and record kind of our experiences. And I managed to find the one man uh, uh, just just bordering on the level of insanity that required to join me. Um, I'm, I'm happy that you're here with me, man. Today it's a good evening. It's a good evening, wouldn't you I'm agree?
1: happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Now this is your first viewing of Groundhog Day, correct? Like my ever? first
1: ever viewing. Yes. First ever
0: viewing. All right. Give me your initial thoughts.
1: Honestly, I think as a movie, it's very, very solid. It has this quality about it that's like everybody's thought. Everybody's had the fantasy, like, ah, oh, what if I could. You know, rewind time or relive the same day over and over again and stuff like that and it kind of at first it's like haha yeah and as it hey. goes on it does get much darker but i feel like it it the part where it, for me it really started getting good was what halfway through the second act when he kind of met up with the, the homeless man and he started they got suicidal and stuff and it really got dark I feel like that, that yeah, was really interesting.
0: It really it. And, hey, and hey, guess what? You're going to get a front row seat to this shit because now you are going to get the pleasure of living the same day every day for a month straight uh, by investing over two hours of your time um, <laughs> in the Groundhog Day. You know, I've, I've seen Groundhog Day a couple times uh, throughout the years. It's a classic. It's a classic. I really enjoyed this time. And really what I'm wondering is with any repeated viewing of a movie, I wonder if it's better or worse. ...to watch a bad movie a bunch of times in a row... ...or a good movie a bunch of times in a row... ...because I'm wondering... Now, look, this was a great watch, right? This I would give this watch probably a 9 out of 10. But I'm, I'm telling you... ...like, I feel like... I'm, ...I'm scared... ...because by the end of this... ...I'm willing to bet... Um, I'm gonna want to vomit every time I see Bill Murray's face. It just his, yeah. his stupid nose and that, that smirk and those sexy sexy eyes I just I feel <laughs> like it's gonna get to a point where just seeing him is going to send me into a state of, of uh, a world weary dread which you, is kind of coming through in your voice right now I know it's quite late there
1: You're um, gonna have Bill Murray PTSD <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have fever dreams of Bill Murray <laughs> just coursing through my nightmares But no, I, I, this is kind of a joke, obviously, like, oh, you're watching the same movie again and again. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm trying to take this as seriously as possible. And, and seriously, my question is, would we have been better off doing this with, like, I don't know, hot tub time machine or something (laughs) really shitty like that? Like, is it better to watch a bad movie a bunch of times or a good movie a bunch of times? Because you run the risk of ruining the good movie. This may ruin Bill Murray for us forever
1: it it very well may but i mean the thing is i think at the end no matter what movie you pick if you watch it every day for a month straight you're going to hate it no matter how good it was at the start at least with a good movie for the first little while you're going to enjoy it
0: yeah hey how long how long do you give it? Like, how many watches before you're gonna start going like, oh my god. Because I feel like Bill Murray, it takes him quite a few days before he wants out. Now, my question is, obviously, we're not given the same liberties as, as Bill Murray here in this experiment, but my question yeah. is, how many watches do you think it will take before you get to the point where you're like, oh fuck, why did why did I agree to this? I shit? give it, I give it, why it seven.
1: Did I do? Seven days. Seven? You
0: think you're, you're gonna be able to watch this you think you're going to be able to watch this movie seven to eight times before you regret this? I think it's not
1: going to be till next week. We're going to get through the first week. week and then gonna we're going to really be like... Then we're going to start thinking, hey, we could, we've could we seen this movie enough times. Maybe we could not watch it today and still get away with talking about it on the podcast.
0: Do it. Uh, no, nah, man. We're watching it every day. You better not cheat. I will not cheat. No cheating. Ground on... Because, kid, this is for philosophy. Because, like I said, like I said... I think this is kind of, right now it's just going to be a bit of a joke, but I feel like as this progresses, we're going to delve deeper and deeper into this kind of, uh, the really just like the psychology of, I mean, well, let me ask you this, what kind of fucking lunatic watches the same movie every day for a a month?
1: What? In a way, if you kind of think about it, this is essentially, Groundhog Day is essentially just the myth of Sisyphus. Is with it bill murray
0: our boulder. and you know what we're we're i mean i i heard that in the original version of the greek myth it was actually bill murray but he actually <laughs> yeah. requested to be taken out of the greek myth. um
1: <laughs> uh.
0: um no it is it is because what we're doing right now is we are pushing the boulder that is uh bill murray <laughs> bill murray <laughs> up up this up this mountain up this hill and i'll tell you you know what tomorrow morning this uh tomorrow morning this this boulder is going to roll back down on top of us oh yeah and it'll be right back to where we were and it's going to be right back where we started it is the metaphysics we'll really push
1: it up again we have to find joy in the the meaninglessness of watching the same movie every single day
0: uh, i'll tell you this ethan <laughs> what if the real Groundhog Day <laughs> was, the, was the friends we made along the way. And with that, hey, 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 first time watcher, all right, give me give me some hot takes, just right off the bat.
1: Hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the start of this movie, Bill Murray's character is not really that likable.
0: I'm no? going to say it.
1: I'm going to go, oh. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say he's kind of a jerk.
0: Yeah, no, I like it, him. it is an interesting, interesting idea. Like, okay, okay, now, now you're a pretty cool guy. I'm a pretty cool guy, but I'm, I am genuinely wondering because it took Bill Murray. I remember seeing somebody do the math. It took Bill Murray something like thousands and thousands and thousands of living the same day, over and over again, before he considered not being a dick. How long do you think it would take <laughs> to be in there before you changed? Like how? How much could you live the same reality every day, watch the same movie every morning, record the same podcast with the same guy? How 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 often can you do that before you change? How many days do you I think give it would it, take you?
1: I give it seven to eight days before He's I just really give with this up.
0: Week. You really think you can watch this movie six times in a row yeah. without losing the enjoyment of it?
1: Well, I mean, I think think the first six times there's enough stuff that i'll be able to kind of notice that i didn't maybe pick up on the first time around or maybe enjoy certain oh, yeah. scenes a little more with the the maybe the subtext of them but i think after that it'll just be completely drained of anything new all the novelty will be gone and i'll, then I'll just start hating it
0: which uh in in a really, really beautiful, poetic way, is kind of <laughs> Bill Murray's experience, where it's just like... <laughs> it's film true. Experience, sorry. Phil Murray. Um, where it's just... For the first time, I mean, it is everybody's fantasy. Like, hey, what if I could just live the same day again and again and do whatever I want, and I could just, you know, it'd be like Ground of thought and I can do this, and I can eat whatever I want, and I can buy whatever I want, and I can do all this stuff. But, like, at some point, I feel like it's it's kind of it it kind of makes me think of like the classic, you know, story archetype of of a hero uh getting everything he wanted but then <laughs> still feeling empty. And and this is yeah. everybody's fantasy, like you said. Like and I'm I'm and I mean not that my fantasy is watching the same movie every day, but to <laughs> me and I'm assuming to you, I'm just going to make an assumption on this one. Look, I'm I'm a pretty uh, I, I'm a pretty comedically minded person. I look, this was a joke idea, honestly, and yeah. it was kind of just a fantasy of mine. Like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I had the time to do this shit? But now, <laughs> it's not fully sunk in yet. Just how much of a terrible commitment this was. I have, dude. I I have to finish my school and get into university. I I got an application offer. It's not. It's not gonna go through if I don't get my stuff done. <laughs> I am. I have so much stuff I got to do. I'm giving up on exercising, probably for the most part. like this is this is over two hours of t- I am sac- we are sacrificing w- well over sixty hours of time for this idea. and And at first, it may seem like a fantasy like, hey, you have enough time to do this. But the reality of this is going to start sinking in for us. and I, and I feel like this movie, The layers of of irony to this that I'm just now is kind of sinking in for me is going to hit harder and harder.
1: Yeah. It's we don't really have the time to do this. That's the thing. Like it's not like we're getting an extra two hours every day to do whatever we want and we just so happen to choose watching Groundhog Day and recording a podcast every single day. This is like for a month. Yeah, we're we're committing to this we are creating our own groundhog day every day for a month
0: I we are I, and i wonder i wonder um i'm sorry i'm just kind of interrupting there but uh i know you're trying to keep it down there because it's late so i'll kind of steamroll you here um i wonder like if coming out of this i mean honestly already i'm already kind of starting to appreciate this time not really this was fun like i had fun yeah. with this but like those 2 hours a day, I'm it's it's slowly going to start sinking in here like how precious that time is. And yeah. We're essentially sacrificing it to nothing. Um I mean, what a, <laughs> That's the a end lot. Of this,
1: dude. We're going to wake up every day and be like, "Wow, we have a full spare 2 hours to do whatever we want."
0: Two hours. Yeah, I'm going to have to Look, I'm going to fix my I have, I have to fix my sleep schedule for this. It's the only way I'm going to stay sane because I still have to get my school done. I have like, you know, it's, it's rough. Like this yeah. is, this is, okay, I'm just gonna, okay, stop me if this sounds crazy. This is a terrible idea.
1: I wonder, wonder whose idea that was.
0: I, it was a joke. I didn't think you would say yes. I well, was
1: why joking. Why wouldn't I say yes?
0: Like I forgot that you're equally as off.
1: We're both masochists. <laughs> of course we, we'd agree to do this.
0: Yes, I inflict uh, self harm in the form of just watching Bill Murray's <laughs> face every Uh Also, in an effort, in an effort to really commit myself to this, um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I set my alarm <laughs> to <laughs> "I Got You Babe" by Sonny and Cher, which is of course the song that plays every time. I I I think you should do the same.
1: I'm gonna do the same. Which, I don't
0: know if you use an alarm or not.
1: I do. You seem like a person
0: just wakes up on willpower, but like, <laughs> no, I, I, I said it that I'm trying to. I, I bought myself uh, a nice big family size box of cinnamon toast crunch. I'm gonna try and eat the same thing every morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Wake up to the same music. I wanna, I wanna appreciate the pushing of this boulder as much as I can up the hill.
1: Yeah. I really wanna fun. get your hands around the boulder as tight as you, my, wanna, as you can as you push I it. Just
0: wanna, I just want to caress that boulder, maybe give it a couple of pecks. I don't mm. know. I I'm I'm not there and right now this boulder is seeming pretty light to me, but I I feel like the weight, like I said, is uh uh sinking in. Hey, you said there was a segment you wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to talk about <laughs> the actual movie rather than its philosophical implications yes, for a moment. Yes,
0: we'll talk about the movie. I feel like I feel like the first couple episodes is going to be a lot more of us talking about the movie. And then yeah. this is just going to go off the rails dude.
1: <laughs> Cuz it's one of those movies that kind of has this self-contained logic where it might have like some type of magic thing going on. Yeah. And we don't really know it because it's not really important to the plot all we care about is that it's happening, but I have some some interest in the inner workings, the inner mechanics of the Groundhog, off, Day, Groundhog Day curse as you may call it. <laughs> Because he wakes up every single day the same thing. And it could be that there's a deity or some kind of advanced science or, or some magic curse. Uh, and later on in the movie, I think he starts to think that maybe the groundhog is causing it because they do share the, the same farm. name. And he, he thinks the try, groundhog he tries is the curse. To kill
0: the, he does kill the groundhog he tra- he, to yeah, try and, and break an attempt to one. break I like the curse. And I, and and then it seems like his, you kind of you kind of look at it a few different ways, um, it kind of turns into uh, then he believes maybe he must be God, which I feel like yeah. is the natural human conclusion after enough time. I think time.
1: that that was a really cool little bit there. I think that's one of my favorite bits in the movie. In
0: the restaurant.
1: Yeah, because it really shows how it affects him after the whole like suicide montage. It shows how absolutely I mean how somebody would react. To living the same day over and over again and accumulating all this Absolutely. knowledge
0: it feels like the realistic well okay I this is this is uh, one part that I remember um, last time I rewatched this movie before now uh, it was about six months ago and I remember I was curious about that exact most I wanted to see like how many days if someone had calculated like or figured out how many days he was in there and one of the theories that I saw pop up that is stuck with me all this time um, is you remember good old Ned Ryerson?
1: Oh was, no. Was this that. was this was literally the theory that I came up with myself. I thought that this was original.
0: Oh no, I no. This that is I this came is up the with this. This is a theory. Shoot. I kind of had it in my head when when I was watching it and I saw someone else kind of Because Let me quickly
1: clink. let me just quickly present Let's, my yeah, version you present what you got, before I
0: tell you what the version I had heard My was idea to, was anyway.
1: that that Phil is like a jerk to him the first day, right And Ned is just so smug that'm th- that I was thinking like <laughs> this guy is totally in-. and then but in I'll the final it. in the final Groundhog day repeat at the end after like the party thing, he says that he's bought all the insurance that he has that Ned has to offer him, right And my thought is that Ned is some kind of like magical being, Mortal being. that is trying to... Get, get Phil Connors to buy all of his insurance, but and until he does, he cannot leave the Groundhog Day time loop.
0: I feel like you're 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 overcomplicating it there. I think it's just as much as um the first time that we see him be kind to Ned, he hugs him, he thanks him for being around, and and he buys the insurance. It's the loop only breaks once he's kind of the loop starts. By being a jerk to him and the loop ends by him reconciling. And I, the theory that I have seen that has stuck with me is that Ned Ryerson is actually the devil. And if you really look at the whole concept of life insurance, that's Mm -hmm. an awfully specific thing to pick. Like the idea of selling your soul to somebody or selling your time to somebody or or kind of for. there's a thousand a thousand ancient tales of people wronging immortal beings and being punished for it um and it's poetic that the loop is broken by him being kind to him and i'm wondering I mean, if, it was him if, if we really
1: look his at it though
0: soul back.
1: I mean we can look at it objectively and say obviously this is about him learning to be kind to everyone
0: Absolutely not so, being selfish. That's the key. Not being
1: selfish. That's why I want to be very, very specific when I say it's specifically about Ned getting him to buy the the insurance. The whole it's shtick of Groundhog Day is just to get him to buy something.
0: insurance. It just doesn't actually mean
1: nothing. And it's just he's just it the He just insurance. wants him to buy insurance.
0: <laughs> well, i I would like to toss um this hat into this ring. Um Something else I noticed, and this has been my favorite scene of the movie ever since the first time I saw it, so let me set the stage. Uh, Phil, he's trying to sleep with his love interest Rita, and he keeps resetting time um, in order to get pro- progress further in the day. Find out what she likes, and then conveniently order the same drink that she likes, and and say the same things that she likes to hear as he learns more and more about her. Now, there's a scene at the bar, where it's the one where he finds out that she drank toast to world peace. So he resets, and then he does that. And he's just trying to get in her pants, right? But every single time, the bartender seems like he knows what's going on. Did you notice that?
1: The, the bartender, bartender seems like he's in on it.
0: The bartender kept kind of... I, I swear he was he almost... Gives that gives
1: that little time, look.
0: And he looks at Phil like he knows what he's doing. Is the bartender also in this loop? Is the bartender... Um, like supposed to be surveying him is is the bartender and Ned Ryerson part of the? I, who is the bar? My is the thought, bartender an angel? My thought
1: is perhaps there are certain figureheads in this town that are like specifically trying. I mean, the bartender's thing is he wants people to buy more drinks, and you see in that montage of him doing the drinks. I mean, they bought like. Six or more drinks just between the two of them, right? And so I love Ned, how it always comes down to business. Always come back to yeah, it's always business. I mean, that's the whole well, thing. You're not imagine gonna make
0: more money if he's just because it's the same day. So I'm assuming that that day reset. Because what's oh, well, you assume so. But
1: these are these are magical businessmen.
0: The conscience of each of these. Let's say for the sake of this movie, that souls are real because I feel like they have to be for this film. Films logic to make sense. Um, I feel like the only thing that's remaining that we know of, I think it's pretty safe to say Ned Ryerson is sus, dude. He's in um, Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm willing to put the bartender up there as well. Like, I feel like they're all kind of agents put into place to survey. It makes me think kind of, of, um, the good place where there's a system where like you, uh, y- when you die, you, go to a situation that's your own personal hell but you live it you live in it it's not like a time loop but you live in that every time until you learn to be a good person and move on I'm wondering is Bill Murray dead and he's just, it he's could just be. This, is, this is how you get into heaven is this perhaps is this perhaps a simulation is this like uh, perhaps, perhaps Ooh, there's like a, a strainer man. on his head with wires on it you know and the life insurance there- is
1: symbolic of him insuring himself Insure. a place.
0: Life. He's ensuring himself life. It feels like some kind of Kubrick esque experiment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some Clockwork Orange shit. I don't know. There's something going on.
1: What if with the, logic the whole of this town movie? is like a purgatory? Like this transitional place between Dude. life and an afterlife? And you have to kind of make the right decision or keep living it over and over again until you make the right decision no i,
0: I know. know it's it's, it's, it's I, I wonder because the uh the okay so the other thing that's that's interesting to me is isn't the groundhog also named phil
1: it is i think that's intentional
0: is okay 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 so well of course it is is phil a groundhog
1: Maybe Phil is yeah. Maybe Phil is the groundhog, and he's just tired of having to do the same thing every single year, and this is kind of just a manifestation of that—that stress and trauma, and monotonous recreation of the same events year in year out.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to see because out in the ring. Uh, Punkstani. How do you pronounce the name of the town? I can't. Pun- I think. Punkstani. All right. All I'm saying is, Punkstani as a word does look similar to purgatory. It feels like kind of some Latin. It does.
1: I wonder. Let me look it up real quick to see if it has any.
0: Punxsutaw- i just. I was just doing that right now. There's okay, no other meaning to it. It looks like. But I'm just wonder. It is a real place. But <laughs> um, apparently, apparently, I just saw an article that um the groundhog today as it is groundhog day currently or it, is. it is for me right now uh, there will be six more weeks of winter wow um,
1: that isn't that just coincidental that march 21st is the first day of spring and that's in roughly six weeks uh, so uh, could could be is. all just a, a sham
0: who would have thought you know maybe the ground i i i'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because like I said, part of the idea of this is to take a goofy movie and apply it to your life with meaning. And I'm wondering if the lesson that we should be taking away from this is, is, um, dude, just don't be a dick to people, man. Be careful. I, like, I'm guessing what if,
1: that's the underlying if, message.
0: Yeah, but like, like, I, I get that. But like, seriously, imagine, let's say, all right, look, this is where, where, where I live and you used to live. This is, this is a batshit crazy town in rural Alberta. There are some people here on these streets that I can understand, perhaps, approaching you and with some insane stuff, and I can imagine being wounded. But can you imagine if a um, oh, uh, good old Eduardo, who's one of our local uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, schizophrenic guys, uh, can you imagine he comes up to you and it turns out Eduardo was actually an immortal being To test you and you're you're sent into this endless purgatory of living in this town. And the only way it ends is like, I don't know, when you like give him soup or something, kinda like the homeless guy in the film.
1: I was gonna just bring up the homeless guy, because I feel like that's one of my favorite sequences, because it kind of veers off of the 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 linear progression of the story into this kind of sub sub sub-theme about the inevitability of death and the fact that no matter what we do we can't change fate.
0: You can't stop it. No, you can't. Yeah, I
1: feel like it. that was very interesting.
0: And it was it is interesting to me that he was not redeemed by saving the homeless man. It was in trying to. It's in the effort. Yeah. It's in pushing of the boulder up the hill. You were going yeah. to latch on to that I don't even know what it is. It's definitely not hope, but tolerance almost i wonder i wonder if i think acceptance is the right word yeah you just kind of got to accept the human situation here like i feel like there's going to be a bit of a curve graph where the first couple times it's going to be really fun watching this and then it's going to get to the point where it's getting really tiresome but then it gets to the point where i feel like once we're in the 20s i feel like it'll get to the point where it's like oh my goodness this is getting to the point where I'm almost starting not to rely on it. We're not becoming institutionalized to Groundhog Day. <laughs> but I'm just saying it gets to the point where there's almost going to be a sort of comfort in knowing that no matter what, there'll always be <laughs> there'll always be Bill Murray I mean. sitting there. And if Bill Murray can change, why can't you?
1: I feel like that's a great place to, to end the podcast on an optimistic, podcast. hopeful <laughs> note.
0: Absolutely. This has been Uh, For the first episode, it is uh, February 2nd, Groundhog Day, uh, Groundhog Month. Uh, I'm uh, Bradford Sonnenberg.
1: Uh, I'm Ethan Williams.
0: Ethan Williams, that's where you say your name. Good job. Um, Yeah, this was a pretty good episode. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. And as always, don't forget to
1: To not be a groundhog.
0: I'm trying to think of a really... Yeah, I'm thinking right. I'm thinking right we hit them with like uh, an outro that's like repeats itself so it's like oh my goodness it repeats it's a loop and then like they're like what if we're in groundhog day and this podcast Mm. is like the only it's like it's like if life was a simulation and someone told you it's a simulation is that a hint or is that someone just messing with you what if it's the hint maybe maybe not that i'm saying this but what if this is the hint to the people listening to this that they're in a loop and they don't even know it yet Ooh, they they have like no that. idea. Obviously, they think we're joking right now. But what if what if this is what if this was the clue you were meant to find to break through? Maybe this is maybe this is the proverbial life insurance that you will buy from um, a, a doofus. A metaphorical
1: Ned Ryerson.
0: What if we're, dude? We're Ned Ryerson. Oh my god, bro. All Anyways, right. this has been, as always, Groundhog Month. Uh, hey, hey, take it easy, campers.
1: See you tomorrow, which is actually yesterday, but also today.
0: Time is a flat circle. Hey, signing off. Like the earth. I don't know why I made a kissing noise. What the <laughs> why did I? Ki- why did I make a kiss? Uh, evening, campers. <laughs> well, I don't know Well that's true, because you got me.
1: I got you, babe. I got you.